Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 400, the big birthday bash, return to the whiffing, part four. Yeah. Trying to recreate the mood of the room as I do this intro ages later on a rainy day. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed parts one, two, and three. Part four continues on the trajectory that has been laid before your eyes. So you have been warned. As ever, speechdevelopmentrecords.com, patreon.com forward slash pip if you want to support. Um, but yeah, in general, just enjoy enjoy our enjoyment. We were delighted to be together. I've missed being in a room with those two boys so much. So it's beautiful to do it. Let's get in. Part four, baby. Let's start recording the next episode on laughter and snacks being poured. Here we are, episode four of the Return to the Within, the big birthday bash. Hello. How are we all doing, lads? I'm having a fucking great time, to be honest with you. Yeah, Mm. I've just seen a 3D model created by an artist friend of ours. Yes, Riker made an amazing um, blind boy of the rubber bandits toy for the recent pod bible yep. cover Sick. ryan's coming back on our yep. podcast um i put a date you didn't confirm it but ryan's coming back on Riker's coming back on to do a star wars based critical description well, of well, the last six films star wars brings us into the whiffing as said you, you've added a lot of star wars memorabilia mm. i want to play a little game of how many people on the wall in the within have got or will have charges against them at some point? Because <laughs> you've got Michael Jackson there, you've got Morrissey, hundred percent going to have some kind of charges. Conor McGregor, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. That's his signature there. Beating charges. the shit out of Aldo. Yeah. Sean Ryder. Sean Ryder will have, or someone from the Happy Mondays is likely to have charges, and then you've got. Every member of Serious Problem who are likely... It's unlikely they're going to get, get through their lives without charges. Uh, Boris Johnson. Yep. It's a fucking... Oh, war crimes for that fucking bag of custard. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> this is going to be the last one because I think we've drunk too much to do too many more. Uh, what should we kick things off with? What we've got left is films, music and TV. Okay. We've got favourite sharks and whales. Oh, I want to hear we've about got, your favourite sharks and whales. Come on, come on, let's we've get got to it. F- top five TV show character names, which I want to get a, a, a Chris's opinions on. Um, <laughs> um, Look at she. Why is she so excited about that part of the? Because segment? he thinks that you're going to get names wrong, but but, but that's, that's not why I've chosen. So unkind, it. isn't it? Because we've all got disabilities. You've got lisp. You've got a stammer. I can't get anyone's names right. But the other one on the list is the Shane McGowan podcast, A Crock of Gold, which I thought was amazing. The documentary. Documentary, sorry, yeah. podcast. What am I talking about? The documentary, it blew me away. Um, number one, the life he's led. Mm-hmm. The, the story on it that really blew me away was the fact that after and during the famine 
and the Troubles, there were so many deaths that they buried them in dunes on on the beach. And Shane McGowan and his mates were were playing on sand dunes one day. Fucking And it got far and skulls fell out and all sorts of darkness. Seriously. It's mind-blowing. The life he's led is mind-blowing. But equally... It gave me an appreciation of the Pogues I've, n- I've never had. The oh, really? songwriting was just mind-blowing. Yeah. And, um, again, the stories, that, uh, the fact that they modernised traditional like Irish trad, they made new traditional Irish songs, which is mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, you think of traditional British songs. No one has made new ones. The closest that's come is the 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 viral hit of, of Sea Shanties recently, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of dope. But... The fact that the Pogues played Irish trad and modernised it, but made their own that holds up, blew my mind. And then after that, I reckon I listened about 20 times in a row to a pair of brown eyes. On summer evening, drunk to hell, I sat there almost lifeless. Oh, Mate, wow. it's a... The Philomena sang. Funning song. It's a it such a work of art. And I had issues with the documentary at points because it was weird because I thought there were certain bits where it's like, you don't need to interview... I don't think Johnny Depp added much. I thought, um, what's his name from Sinn Féin? Um, Jerry Adams. Uh, Jerry Adams. I thought he was amazing. He asked some really good questions. I also thought that the lad from Primal Scream, as much as I adore Primal Scream, I didn't think they added much other than he's there. But just some of the stories and Shane McGowan's choice to essentially be an alcoholic. And it was really interesting hearing his story of kind of going, no, this is this isn't, I don't know, in his mind, he's needed it to be a creative, but then there were some really sensitive moments where he spoke about, like, what would you like most? And it would be, it was to be prolific again. Like, in his mind, he's not written anything amazing in a long time. And he used to be, he would just churn them out. And it was just so moving. But just a pair of of, of brown eyes, if people haven't listened to it, it blew my mind because I'd heard it before and I assumed it was a a love song. I hadn't really listened to it, but it's about being at war and he sees a disembodied pair of brown eyes staring back at him and then they haunt him as he returns back and isn't welcomed back from war, isn't embraced as a hero and accepted in society and he's continuing to have this trauma of this pair of brown eyes staring back at me and just the writing of it. Shane McGowan is written off by many and by me at points as just a pisshead a drunk guy who wrote some cool stuff, but it's kind of yeah. it's drinking songs. Yeah, like there are s- certain ones that are just classic. But drinking that goes songs. back to the Billy Bragg. Oh, he just does all them songs about in politics, and it's not. And a it's not. You listen to "Summer in Siam" by the Pogues, mm-hmm. and like, and it'll break you in half. It's like I I, I cliched it up and downloaded the best of the Pogues. Yeah, but it's an amazing album because it it it, it was a shortcut to to all of that. Um, and when you say you know, they use traditional Irish music. When you actually think of when the Pogues broke through and what, you know, the times that they were making it in the mid-80s and what was going on in music in the mid-80s yeah. makes it even more That's insane. That's what was amazing about the documentary was seeing the early material of him trying to do punk mm. and it being kind of shit and but kind of see, Shane, nothing. any punk footage, a lot of the pistols and that, you'll always see Shane in the crowd. That was the thing I found really interesting in all that... that Footage is I'd erased that from my memory because loads of that footage I'd seen. But my era of watching documentaries like The Great Rock and Roll Swindle, which was by the, the same director, yeah, um, was 
Sid Vicious always being in the crowd and always being rowdy. And my mind had put those two things together. So mm. half of the footage I saw, there, I was like, I've seen this, but in my memory, it's yeah. Sid Vicious there. But every early bit of footage of the punk scene was showing out. And then he tried to do punk and it felt like just a copy. And then him and the Pogues started to do trad stuff, but modernising it. Like, literally with one of them just right. smacking a tray on his head yeah. for the beat. And the, the, the visceralness of that was just amazing. Spider was a fucking animal on stage. Right. And I didn't, really was. I didn't really know. I'd always been aware of the Pogues. I probably would have lied about how much I'd heard of them or how much I knew of them because it's that era that I was into. Yeah. But didn't really listen. And this documentary, blew, I didn't, to be critical, I didn't think it was an amazingly made documentary. I thought it had its flaws. But just putting Shane McGowan on camera and talking to him was... He's not someone who's got a filter. So sitting him down with anyone, like his stories of, and again, it's in in one of the songs. I can't think of which one now, but his stories of essentially being a rent boy for a a, a, a period. Rainy night in sorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, Shane McGowan was. Yeah, and I think maybe if your life, I think if your life just... experience is is that great that. Um... Why do you need a filter? Why that all these weird things that people think are important now? Like your 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 truth is so fucking real that what's the point? What's the point in fucking that. in any way trying to put any kind of slant on it? Um, we on St Patrick's Day, Molly cracks out all the pokes. She's yeah. got that uh, Molly Molly's background is part Irish, part Palestinian, and we listen to the Pogues records and they're fucking really ace. Like I, I, I honestly, uh, I've, Sally I, McMillaney as, as a, as a drinking song is just yeah. <sighs> brush anthem. That was mate. Yeah. I bet again, that's what a lot of this was. Uh, my brother saying, here's the ones that you need to, uh, to listen to. Cause him and his mates who would have been wreaking havoc at the brush before I was, they had certain songs that they would just put on and they would drink and drink and drink. And it was, yeah. Um, I tell you, you get a chance to read um, his book. Is he, is he called A Drink with Shane McGowan? I can't remember, but it's it's just him riffing to his missus. Mm. And I reckon I probably read it. They were some of the best interviews in this, was him, and which I didn't realise until a certain way in that this is his missus, that that was some of the most revealing bits. Because that was the bit where she yeah. kind of asked, what would you want? And he was like, to be prolific again. Yeah. And I don't feel I am anymore. And that can't. must be heartbreaking. Yeah, because in the book, be. in the book, he talks about himself as the best-looking man on the planet, the hardest man on the planet. Like he, he's, he's so confident. Mm. Uh, but then he talks about being fired from the Pogues, and at the time, you know, he discovered ecstasy and acid. And and at one point, like they were just getting through tour managers, like they were going out of fashion, mm. uh, and they just went right, go and get Shane up. And they were like, Shane. And then he just opened the door and he'd gone out and bought a, like pots of like red paint and he painted himself and the whole room red. <laughs> and it was just like, he's got he's to go, lost man. His fucking No, that weren't my... The, the, I think the, 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 the final thing was they were writing a, a song and this would have been post fairy tale, So like mm. by now they're like huge. huge. Yeah, Next level. And he'd wrote a 27-minute Acid Ass record. <laughs> And they're yeah. like, I think he's got to go. Yeah. Well, that was a beautiful th- thing seen in the documentary that he did have to go mm. for himself and for the band because they'd started like 
Fiesta and, and songs like that that were just trying to be, again, we've spoken about it in every episode of the trying to be what people now perceive you to be, tr- tr- trying to be the drinking band. Let's all, let's all drink and do this. Whereas, and again, we spoke about it with a Billy, as you said, some of his love songs and some of his poetry was just, yeah. it's mind blowing. And it's the lack of a filter. Yeah. It's the lack of, it's the being, and it's that, it's that, that tough thing, because I think there's a big myth of the tortured artist. And I think it can be really damaging in acting, in music, in all of these things that, you idolise Hunter S. Thompson and all these people who are these, they're off their nut all the time and and, and, and a William Burroughs and all of these who have to be in certain conditions. You hung out with them. Have you seen how bad that is? Because it's very destructive. It's yeah, like hugely destructive. It's cool to talk about, but it's also mad. Like I've heard Johnny Depp talk about meeting Hunter S. Thompson in nightclubs where he's walking in with a cattle prod. Mm. That sounds really funny. Unless you're Johnny Depp or Hunter S. Thompson, at which point that don't sound so cool. That sounds like a or, fucking nightmare. Or my uncle, Patrick Meads, who I'm going to have on the podcast at some point, was the first label manager of Trojan Records. And the last time he wow. saw Lee Scratch Perry, Lee was getting all the executives out of the studio at gunpoint. And again, Lee was one of those that was like, it's Lee Scratch Perry. He's so off the wall. He's so crazy. And they were like, this is the point where it's not a funny game anymore. Like he's literally pulled a gun on all of us and we're all getting out. It's like, it's the last time I saw the dude. That's that's too <laughs> heavy. But the thing that got me with the Shane McGowan thing was it f- felt like an educated choice and decision. It didn't feel like the victim of a of a a condition or an illness. Mm-hmm. It felt like he went, I've been sober and I've been not sober, and this is where I want to be. I know the damage it's doing. Like he's, he's more intelligent. Like the documentary show me he's more in- intelligent than I maybe, I maybe gave him, him credit for. And I always just thought, Oh, he's this pisshead. But it felt like in the documentary, you got to see that he's like, no, I know the damage. I know the cost, but, the, but, but this is the life I want to live. And this is how I'd like yeah. to live it. And it was, it was really interesting to see not to get too heavy, but when we've discussed, suicide in the past like my relationship with that has changed that I do feel for certain people it's their right it's their choice I do think if you can see that there's a mental health issue or whatever else but we are all autonomous humans and we should have a right over all these things and that was interesting I've never seen that on alcoholism that he was like look it's not this is a choice this isn't an illness this isn't isn't this or that and in reality it's kind of um a Keith, a Keith Richards thing that chances are, or a Jim Morrison thing, chances are if he stopped, he'd die at this stage. And Jim Morrison was that. He stopped everything and then died in a bath. And it's that kind yeah, of... Yeah, but like, that's because he didn't know what the hot and cold taps are for. <laughs> he didn't. You should read the book. It's really, really fucking I interesting. Like, they uh, said the, the documentary just blew my mind and seeing him I've told you my Shane McGowan story, haven't I? Tell it again. I've told it... Uh, recently, but tell it again for the people. Can I just can I just quickly intervene because uh, I'm hammered. Talking about shame when we've had a few being, drinks being, is either the being, most appropriate being, or the um, most inappropriate. Being being in a situation where your daughter's being a creative person doesn't that give you absolute control over other human beings? Because they think that you're inviting 
them to be open-minded, but really you're shutting down their, I'm so hammered that I can't even follow through that fall. Yeah, you man, I don't know where that was going. That about was a that mess. time you, you put your finger up that fella's whoopsie that liked the podcast. Hey, I stand by it. I like the podcast. Hey, look, that, there's a subscription <laughs> level for She's our birthday. podcast She's for that birthday. reason. Sorry, I don't know where I was going with so it. Hardcore, so patreon.com forward slash hardcore listen. <laughs> there's, there's, there's different tiers. <laughs> <laughs> I, we can rim job you. No, go ahead then, Stu, because <laughs> Chris is gone. Tell your, your Shane McGowan story. Well, I was gone. Yeah, you were gone. Um, I, All right. I, 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 <laughs> well, I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think um, uh, I think I'd been spiked. And, oh, at the awards. Yeah. And oh, it was the by first. Uh, the awards. Right, I it was. And I'd never mm. been at anything like that. And you I went was with can Buckley. You, can yep. you say who you think you've been spiked with? Well, no, we need to keep that not. off, coming. Like, yeah. um, that that is a major mainstream person, though. That you you think spiked you, right? Yeah. Still yeah. uh, <laughs> <Silla> black ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to keep Prince's name out of your mouth. So um, all I'm saying is that Stu left the table for, for a minute, and the only person there was Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> And Mr. Blubby. <laughs> anyway, I... Uh, Robby, Robby, Robby. Felt very, very weird. Uh, and then just didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, and when... Because uh, Buckley won an award uh, for the Inbetweeners and then literally had to go back into all the press shit. And then... James Buckley rather than Jeff Buckley. <laughs> yes, yes. He was busy. It's a music awards. Uh, and, uh, I was there with Buckley. And then... Uh, He's, he's... Hallelujah, <laughs> I found a pun. So he's come out and literally looked absolutely distraught as I've looked up. And he's like, are you all right? And, he, and literally sitting next to him, his arm round my shoulder, giving me a bottle of water, explaining to me that just sip it, you'll be all right with Shane McGowan. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> I to love which... that you were so drunk that Shane McGowan was going, come on, lads. We'll be all right. We'll, we'll get through this. Buckley's face when he realised that like I was that bad that Shane McGowan was better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. I love it. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. Um, where should we go next, lads? Have you watched any other films recently or TV uh, yeah, shows? Yeah, yeah, we I've normally get loads. through TV I've shows seen and films. Absolutely fucking loads. No, well, uh, over the last 18 months, have we talked about It's a Sin? Have we talked about that? I thought about that earlier when we talked about a Colin. Because there's a Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sin, isn't oh, there? Colin. Best yeah. Colin is the best character. Ah, oh, Colin is a fucking goddamn legend, man. Um, yeah, yeah it was incredible. But there's so many. We we spoke about normal people the time before that. Yep. But then there's there's loads. I can talk about trash TV till it comes out of my mind. Like one thing I've got a bugbear with is what's that one? The masked singer. Masked singer. Yes. What the fuck is that about? I was fine with that, but then they released the masked dancer. Oh no, it's the masked dancer like, one that confuses fuck me. Fuck off, lads! Can you tell who this person dancing is under a mask? I don't care. I've not even heard of that. It's beyond guesswork, Stu, and I love guesswork. Mm. And it's like infamously, it's like I do have twenty questions as a finisher. Yeah, it's like randomly <laughs> asking questions. They do a dance, but they're completely covered up. It's it's terrible. Like how what, desperate what are dance they? would you do to let us know it's you? I take a shit. <laughs> no, seriously. No, I take no seriously. I take a shit in a bowl, and if you don't know that's me, then. 
let the panel eat my shit. Let them prod it round the bowl and go, oh, he lacks fibre. Oh, it's, it's Chris Glass. If I was... No wa- one's going to know that. If I was watching The Masked Dancer and they led grump... They led... They leant grumpily against the wall. I'd know it was Stu. And if they if they kind of looked really downwards and just danced with themselves, I'd know it was Chris. Wait, yeah, maybe kick the production assistant in the leg. We, and if this... they paused paused the decks and said, "Check this out," and then and then played two princes, I'd know it was me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when we're talking about birthday parties. Part of is my that 20... Chris Glasson or is that a bloke from Fast and Small? <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> What's wrong my, my, with my, you? My uh, element and also my shame is 18 to 23 and that was all my best parts of uh, clubbing and living it up. And if I ever... I'd love to do a movie called True Story and it'd be based on mine and other people's interpretations of like 1999 to 2003 in Birmingham because okay. you couldn't you couldn't write as mad as that was. I was really worried for a second. Everyone <laughs> was going to mine and other people's interpretations <laughs> of 18. My 21st birthday was uh, um, at the Custer Factory. Yeah, love the Custer and, Factory. And uh, James Lavelle was DJing. They they yep. drained out the pool. And, I was there. Um, it was amazing, right? No, I don't Absolutely know. Amazing. I was, so was I, for God's sake. This is I'm not even sure Dave was my mate at that point. No, that I was, was there. A, that was at a point when Dave came round and hang out in my house for eight hours before I knew he had arrived. <laughs> Do you remember that? Look, yeah. how, look how upset he is. He gave me drugs and then fucked off to go and sit with his mate. <laughs> So I completely reorganised his room. I forgot he came over. He forgot I came over and went to meet his mate. It was a nightmare. So you just tidied up his room? No, no. no, I, I, no, no. It was a student room, so there was a desk and a bed. So I completely rearranged everything that was on his desk on his bed and everything that was on his bed on his desk. <laughs> I don't doubt that for one no, minute. No, 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 no. That is facts. Don't doubt the fact. It was I... flawless. Also. Be- because these rooms were like mirror images. Yeah. In some rooms, I love they... the fact you're justifying that there was attention to detail like we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> because in some rooms they were the other way r- 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 round. I did it so meticulously. Oh, you could have walked in and thought this was oh, one no, of the other rooms. Oh, no, you did brilliantly. Also. And then I went to sleep on the floor. I was like, I'm going to let Chris walk in and sleep on his fucking bed. bed. And I slept on the desk. desk bed. I slept yeah. on the desk. <laughs> Funsies. Um, You're a bad friend. I'm a terrible human being, but that's why Come he's, that's why he's been a bad friend to you. So just show some understanding, okay? Because I mean, I've only got, been a bad friend to you for stories. like five years. We've all got stories. <laughs> right? Give him a break. Um, where was we? What was TV we shows. About? TV shows. I thought It's a Sin was incredible television. It's a Sin was amazing. Have either of you seen a 120 BPM? No, it's, it's a, a French film. film. Yeah, it's a film that's <laughs> it looks essentially France at that same period. It's when yeah. HIV was becoming this 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 worldwide epidemic, and yeah, the gay scene was was suffering massively from it. They're both again. I thought this film was amazing. I thought it was so good. I yeah, had it really, really hyped up, and I was ready to be let down a bit. But I thought it was fucking. I thought Stephen Fry was fucking exceptional. Really. I thought uh, everyone was well, exceptional. Yeah, yeah. The fucking. Really a, a, a lad from years and years. Yeah, he, debut he, debut performance. And I don't know, man. That, that 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 really was flawless. Like, how can you not want 
how can you not love that person as a human being? And the writing of that, the beach or the seafront scene yeah. with the mum and the the young lady was fucking just the writing of it was so flawless. And as again, as like me and Chris are slaving over scripts at points, when you watch something like that that plays out with the dialogue is just yeah, the oh. di- but the dialogue you can't write that good until a you get Russell T Davis, isn't yeah. it? Who wrote that? And yeah, he's yeah. just an absolute G. Yeah, yeah. home. He was on on Brett's podcast on films mm. to be buried with, and it was fucking great. Oh, he's a dude, absolute, absolute dude. dude. Um, I watched something literally last week, a five part thing called High on the BBC iPlayer. And it. it's a no. docu-drama. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> About, um, can you remember the... <laughs> Stop headbutting the microphone. Sorry, he's just going to go on about a documentary that's either about someone who is incestuous with Michael Fassbender or they were banned that I never knew about. It was about the two girls that famously about 10 years ago got done for drug dealing in Peru right. from Ibiza. Oh, it's shit. It's a really high-profile right. yeah, case, yeah, this yeah, Irish yeah. girl and this Scottish girl. And the Irish <laughs> girl documents her story how she... Left Ireland, had never been on holiday, just bought a one way ticket to Ibiza to go and, uh, a very young yeah. age, to go and see what happened. <coughs> Got a job, and with 18 days, within 18 days, was duped, become a drug mule, and was being told to go to Spain, but it wasn't Spain. She was being flown to Peru. Wow. And then when she got to Peru, was being flown somewhere else within Peru in the middle of nowhere. And then was told, yeah, just collect this thing and then take it back. You'll be fine. Like, we know <coughs> we know all the people in the airport. You'll be fine. Like, it's all part. They're all in on it. And then when she got to this, met this, like, um, person that gave her the stuff to take, it wasn't, like, a little parcel. It filled a whole suitcase where she could barely lift it. Yeah. And constantly being messaged, it's fine, it's fine. And then, obviously, it wasn't fine. But it was also totally and her she fault, got, so she should do time for it. And then there's that. <laughs> there's obviously that. Uh, and then, yeah, and then it goes to her story within a South American prison, oh being an God. Irish girl and a, and a Scottish girl. That, what's the uh, Joe Cole one? Prayer for yeah. Dime. Oh, my God. Prayer for, 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 for daylight? Prayer for dawn. Prayer for dawn. And that's a similar thing of, yeah. this, of the... And the liver it's, and it's fucking that's fucking harrowing. It, it really is amazing, though, isn't it? His yeah, performance yeah. in that, and, yeah. the, and the amount of the cast who were legit from that world that weren't actors that were just gangsters. Yeah. <laughs> the white styling. The, the best thing about that film is the fact that there's no subtitles. The yeah, fact that whenever wait, people, wait, wait, it's the best for you because you can't read. And uh, no, but just the fact that it puts you in his position where yeah. you're lost. You yeah. don't know what's going oh, on. Right. Yeah, you feel yeah, as confused as him. It's overwhelming. And, like, and, and yeah, he, he, he literally, you could tell, he trained and trained and trained at Muay Thai because that was obviously his way out of prison. But, yeah, yeah. high on the BBC iPlayer has been one of the, a really, a really good I'll thing to watch. I'll watch a recent. It's, n- it's n- not out yet. I've got previews because of a couple of podcasts, but I've got a stutter. I can't say it. Deceit. Um, and it's, no, it was originally My got, Name Is... heard that. No, it's not so my name is Lizzie was the original name and it's the story of that honey trap thing that happened with a potential killer in the early mid 90s and it's a true story it's a big it was a big thing the police got a lot of stick because they felt they'd they'd lured this guy who again I'm not yeah. going to give spoilers but may or may not have been innocent 
Um, that was a high-profile case. High-profile. And this was really good because it really puts a bit of a, I don't know, a spin on it. it. It doesn't paint the guy who is supposedly honey-trapped to be the baddie, but it also kind of explains the the reality of that. And you've seen that in numerous uh, uh, TV shows. A, a show that me and, and Chris, I love, The Shield, mm-hmm. is one where you see the line being pushed and pushed and pushed for good reason and then you go oh hang on the line's been crossed now it's been pushed because you want to get the criminals and you have to keep pushing it because the rules are changing but weirdly weirdly here's the genius about this uh the shield is you forget the line was 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 comfortably crossed in the pilot episode yeah yeah you know the the idea i thought that i thought that that was going to be in your recent uh, top five pilots and I'm glad that you brought it up, I think, in, in, in the conversation. Mm. But I sure, as they were getting to number one, I was like, it's going to be The Shield. That's the mm. best pilot yeah, you boys love that, you? of all time. It was a really good episode. Mm. A oh, thanks, mate. One more to throw in for the BBC. Yeah. Um, your mate Stevie Graham. Time. Uh, time. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's really good. Uh, but, yeah, I can't but, wait. But really what you're can't. saying here, I, I fucking... Um, me and, and, and Neve Aragard were just uh, discussing this recently. It was in Deceit. I fucking love a four or five parter. Yeah, man, it's lovely, isn't it? I think again, it's attention span a little bit, but I think I think there's it's also artistic as well in that there's a tendency with streaming services at points, and we've discussed this with Marvel on 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 Netflix in the past that they have to make it twelve or thirteen episodes, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's a ten episode series. Yeah, exactly. That was ten; it'd be perfect. There's always two or three in the middle that are just a treading water. And I, 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 I love a four or five parter, and time was one of those. And for me, it was extra emotional because Hannah, Stevie's real life wife, who's an amazing actor as it is, Brilliant. fucking held her own with Sean Bean putting in one of the performances of the, oh, of I love the year. Sean Stevie Bean. putting in one of the performances of the year. That young lad, I've forgotten his name, I follow him on Instagram, the, 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 the Scouse lad who's bullying him a bit, who's mm. bullying Sean Bean at the phone and all that, his mm. performance was just yeah, terrifying, mind-blowing. But what a series. Mm. There's a there's a new series coming out called Help that I've seen a good chunk of, written by Jack... I've been drinking, so I've forgotten his name. And but he wrote, No, he wrote um, a lot of his Dark Materials and I think he wrote The Virtues, but he wrote a series for Stevie... And Jodie Comer, because oh, wow. Stevie, it's kind of talked about, but not talked about that much. You do need the microphone. Oh, sorry, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> just, just get, you're getting that out of the way. Um, Stevie kind of found Jodie. He saw her in a play and pushed her as like, this girl's amazing. So, because she's scouse as well, mm-hmm. despite the fact she's played all these, these different nationalities, they wanted to work together, and Jack... Can't remember his name. Wrote a show for them during the pandemic about people in um, a care home who have got a shortage of of, of, of PPE yeah. and all this kind of thing. And Stevie, I believe, is one of the people in the care home, and Jody is one of the nurses. And the bits that Stevie has sent me of that again, you think of those two on set mm, yeah, on, no, on yeah, a, yeah, in a show yeah, together. Yeah, right. They're wow. both just next level. It feels like completely a different worlds, and then you're like, no, they're the same world. They, 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 that's so. I can't wait for that. That's right. going to be a big one. I can't. Yeah, Jodie Comer's incredible. She's so good, isn't she? Yeah, really good. Yeah, I think she's just 
Do you, you watch Killing Eve? No. Really it's good. good. Her performances are cracking. It's good. Yeah. There's interesting. There's interesting dynamics there. I like the fact that the protagonist is not particularly very likable, mm-hmm. and it's difficult though that because if a protagonist is so unlikable that you don't want to come on them with the journey, Susan O, mm-hmm. you what you won't. You yep. you'll stop watching it. Yeah. But you just about it just about drags you along with Susan and. Uh, and Jody's fucking story. The thing there is, there is, is the really antagonist good. is so charismatic that you're like you're dragged along because mm. Jody's performance is so enduring and just yeah. I think just... I think stories are completely driven by characters. Like you can yeah. have the most. Uh, and actually, Stu, um, you said to me the other day, and you really turned me on to watching it. Um, was, uh... <laughs> like you really turned me on with <laughs> that porno <laughs> box set again. It? <laughs> uh, was once upon a time in Hollywood. And I kind of, I'm in your school of thought with it, mate, really, is that I find it really great to watch because I'm not really, I guess I am following the storyline. I understand the storyline. It's not troublingly complex. It's the 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 character, the the, the dives into the character and the, uh, that that I find fa- absolutely fascinating. Mm. I can't wait, like uh, I was saying to uh, Pip and Dave, I meant to watch it all today, but my stupid mum fucked it up. Well, was talking, he was talking to both of my personalities. <laughs> so much <laughs> But I've been able to finish it today. But I've I've really loved it. I've really enjoyed it. Like Brad Pitt, Le- Leonardo DiCaprio, just never I think his to performance in that is next he's, level. He's, playing, he's an actor playing an actor that sometimes switches in and out of a character, being yeah. critical of an actor. That was it. He's he's an actor playing an actor, giving a bad performance, and then then, then when he switches in that scene with that young girl, and he gives an amazing performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's fucking yeah, with the girl on his standing up. Yeah. It's brilliant. Just and the so one before good. it, he obviously overacts as well, yeah. and he's obviously yeah. stressed out and not being able to fucking hit the nail on the head. Stop hitting the table. I will hit whoever <laughs> I want. Um, I would love to know, and I don't think I ever actually want to know um, all of Leo DiCaprio's life. I think he must have had mm-hmm. the most interesting life. I think it's best life. to be a bit m- a mysterious, but he's a G. I, I, his performances are... Have, have, have any of you watched the, uh, the Tarantino documentary on Prime? No. Oh, it's good. It's called Q... Eight, I think it is, because at that point he'd done eight of his... Like He's always said he's only going to do ten films, and then it's done. It's this body of work, and it's fucking amazing. It's going through his... It's a, just under two hours. Really good. Where's he at nine? He's at nine He's now. at nine now, yeah. That's why I'm nervous, because I'm adamant to to get in one, and he's only got one left. <laughs> so I don't think it's going to happen. Mate, you're, you're, I don't think I'm there yet. Best thing is, Jackie Brown, you getting shot in a boot, and that happens, <laughs> so that's not going to happen, man. But um, the the bit that, that blew my mind on this documentary is there's a whole section on Bob Richardson, which is his DOP, his director of photography, who they say he wouldn't have done The Hateful Eight on on film, if he didn't have such trust in Bob, and I was that's my least favorite. Really, I loved it. It blew me away. I'm a big what, fan of. Late? I'm a big fan of Walton Goggins, and he's yeah. him being brought yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I'm a amazing. big fan of fucking Kurt Russell as well, man. Hundred percent. But I was on s- s- set with Bob Richardson, 
Richardson when it was announced that he'd got his Oscar nomination or award for Once Upon a Time in America. And it was like, I've been around this guy a little bit. It's on a a thing that's that's not been announced, but I I happened to be on set that day and to be watching this Tarantino thing and then there's just a whole section on this dude that I'd been like, he was just a bit of an eccentric guy. I didn't know how important he was. And then they're like, from like a few films in, he was just, him and Tarantino were just building these these visual landscapes and that fucked me up man it was that's amazing because you do go this is like i, I spoke to a, a, a neve algar again about this death recently because she's done um a raised by wolves which is amazing sci-fi series yeah it's great it's really clever created and directed by ridley scott yeah and she's got to work for two full series Day in, day out with Ridley yeah, fucking yeah, Scott, yeah, yeah, and yeah, she was yeah. just like so many times, like it's just mind blowing. Like uh, it's coming up in a few weeks after this episode, just talking about that a bit, how you have to accept it and move on because you're at work and you've yeah. got a job to do. But it's so easy to fall into. Man, every day I'm waking up in the morning and going to work with a electrical icon, and that was it. I said the thing I worked on with Bob. Uh, Ritson, it was very brief, but watching this Tarantino documentary, as soon as he popped up, I knew he'd done, obviously, Once Upon a Time America because he got the Oscar nom. But to be like, to be watching this documentary, going, oh wow, this guy, and Hateful Eight yeah. and stuff like the landscapes and that, and the, the, the way they sh- shot it in a 75mm, I believe, so that it could be a certain cinemas only showed it in, in 75mm. Oh, nice. So it's this huge these vast landscapes, but the risk of that, because it costs a fortune and you're shooting these huge snowy landscapes, but... So have either of you, so now both of you love a bit of cinema, have either of you ventured back to the cinema yet? No, you have. I'm really looking forward to it, but um, I know what I'm going to watch as well. I planned it. Some people talk about nothing. Some people, whatever, da, 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 you all can have a go at me. People do nothing big in Japan. (laughs) That one? Yeah. Pip, tell me, what am I talking about? People d- just do, do nothing. nothing. Thank you. Pip. That's why I can't make. That's why I can't friend. make to watch. It's really because good. I've me seen and my it. girlfriend Have you seen can't. it? Ah, because I did a podcast that comes out after this one uh, with Steve Stamp. Oh, go on, show. Who plays Steve's. Don't. You, 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 you're now arguing over snacks. But who plays Steve's, who n- has never really done any interviews out of character. And he was amazing. But because of that, I had to pre-watch the film. And it's... It's cracking. Steve's but is cracking. I'm, I went on the hottest day of the year so far a few weeks back to see two, uh, two films. Chris is now putting snacks in Stu's drink. Um, and what did I see? I saw n- Nobody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw Quiet Place 2 and Nobody. And they All right, both... Have you seen Tomo World? I beg your pardon? I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Gabe. Tomo's World. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I saw Tom, Tomorrow World. I Tom really enjoyed Cole, it. <laughs> Tomorrow's World with uh, uh, Tomorrow World with yeah. uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Full of so many gaping plot holes. It's ridiculous. It's cliche after cliche, but that's what you want from a big absolutely. Action, right? uh, so for me, in lockdown, I've been watching movies with my mum, who's got late stage dementia. That's a great my, choice. Then. I, Just that. Oh big. my god, my mum fucking loved it, and for for that oh, reason, man, I loved it. Uh, we've missed two Polaroids again. 
But yeah, we just yeah no the absolutely. Sorry for the the silence there. It's not your internet connection for this download. Yeah, uh, tomorrow. Well, they did very well with the uh, uh, the monster design. As much HR Geiger did for Alien. Here's yeah, completely. Here's a big one for you. Next week, I'm going to go and see Black Widow mm-hmm. at Blue Water mm-hmm. or Canvey yeah. or any of the Everyman Cinemas well, in Scarlett London. Scarlett Johansson's with you because. A trailer that me and Luke Van Van Boo made for the Distraction Pieces podcast is on before A Black Widow. I shot it in my little studio and it was an exchange thing because I did a thing for Pearl and Dean to just... Shut up, shut up! That's my most hated noise ever, that. Stop it! Stop it! Hate it. I did I a thing it. for Pearl and Dean. I gave them a free advertising on the podcast to say that cinemas are open again. And now they've given me a free advert. So I filmed it in my studio and then I hit up Luke to say, can you make this look good? Sorry. Make note of weakness. Make note of weakness. So, yeah. It's not uh, a weakness. That all, makes me strong. At all, all of right? the Everyman's cinemas in London and Greater London, at the Blue Water Showcase <laughs> and at the Canvey Island, randomly, if you go and watch A Black Widow... Between the twenty like fourth of July and like the twelfth of August, there's a little advert of me going, "Welcome, welcome, welcome to the cinema," and then going and then talking about, "Yeah, I super want to see that because it's crazy uh, because the cinema is the." Is my little church. Yeah, same, man, same. It's my little church. To see you there is going to ruin the fucking cinema. <laughs> and I swear to God, if you ever bring up Pearl and Dean, because I've got a problem with it. Why? Like, I've got a big problem with that as a ringtone or anything. Like, it's a terrible sounding thing to hear in the cinema. <laughs> but I want to see my mate. I want to see my mate do his thing. So I will go. But I will fucking execute the pair of you... <laughs> If you ever bring that up again, that say, theme tune, I'd rather you it really don't upsets go, me. Yeah, upset, it upsets me a lot. That, I'm, I'm going to go and see that, and then on my birthday, I'm going to go and see James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Because as you know, I always go and see a film on my birthday, which is why... Because as you know, I'm boringly predictable, but, and I'm going to invite nobody to go and watch a film that nobody wants to see. Chris would like to see it. I'm not going to invite him, because he'll be too much. He'll have some fun, he'll buy me an ice cream, and he'll put the ice cream in the wrong order. My worry is if I invite Chris, he'll have some kind of brain <laughs> issues and get confused at what year it is. Because one of my favourite... <laughs> One of my favourite birthday viewings was Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout. Oh, that was Mission, Im- Mission Impossible Fallout. Which, that last year? Which was in Chris's <laughs> Films of two- 2020 <laughs> on the Hardcore Listing podcast. It came out in 2017, oh, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. I tell you what. Don't... It was my birthday film for 2017. Shut I had up. a lovely time. Shut up. It's the best. Even if it was three years late, it's got Henry Cavill in. I sent you guys a message at about midnight the other day telling you how much I love Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. He's the man. It doesn't matter what year he is. It's always, have I it's even always Henry Cavill year. Have I even told you about the evening I spent with Henry Cavill? Because we've not seen each other since Tell me then. about that. So what? when I went, I, or me and, and Ross DJ'd at Simon Pegg's yep. 50th, and, <sighs> you know... Olivia Coleman was there. 
Gillian Anderson was there. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Tom Cruise was there. Just classic Cruise. But Henry Cavill was there. And at the end of the yes! night... Yes! At the end of the night, a lot of these big names had left. <laughs> Smiley was there. like Me and Ross DJing and looking out at Michael Smiley dancing with Olivia Coleman and Adam and Joe and, and Edgar Wright was just mind-blowing. Shit. Um, but yeah, at the end of the night, the last people there, there was about 20 people left and I went to say goodbye to Peg and he's there with Henry with yes. Henry Cavill and Henry Cavill I've is my boy I've, n- I've never seen a human as perfect in the flesh as Henry Cavill Henry Cavill is my like honestly I love you guys I love you you're, you're always me my best mate thanks man until I meet Henry Cavill and I will never phone you guys again mate <laughs> I will never I won't even think it. it's like but it's like when you think you met Pip I'll literally be like it's, it's pre-Henry it's not BC it's not pre-Google it's PH pre-Henry because after that oh yeah, man I'm on that guy check dick. your PH levels bro <laughs> honestly can I have a bit more alcohol, please? Uh, yeah, you can, yeah. yeah thanks, um, But, yeah, it was perfect, honestly, in the flesh. It was... I bumped into uh, Rossi's uh, parents when I was uh, out running and they were walking their dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went, um, oh, hello, uh, Mr and Mrs Emmons, how are you? Uh, <laughs> and they were like, pitch. good. <laughs> Known them a long time. Oh, hello. <laughs> and uh, oh, I was out of breath. Uh, <laughs> we, 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 was having, we had a lovely chat. And uh, I said, oh, no, I've not seen Ross for a while. She went, oh. He DJ'd at a place where Tom Cruise was. And I went, Ooh. I said, I heard about that. Yeah, True story. Said, uh, Pip was there. Sure, she went, let me tell you who else was there. I went, who's that? <laughs> Rossi's dad went, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. True story. The best part is the morning after. I knew it, of course, but I went, you're joking. I was like, Superman what a was there. Superman was the there. Best, oh, for fuck's sake. The best part of that story is the morning after we did that gig, I got a text off, 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 off Ross saying, a great night last night. Like, oh, thanks for having me along, thanks, blah, blah. Man. And the last bit was, uh, could you text me a list of who was there, please? Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know who any of them cunts were. <laughs> it was just perfect. But yeah. Oh, fucking Henry Cavill is the best human being. Um, I just had a glance on my potential films of the year list. And the one that came up... Have either of you seen Promising Young Woman? I don't think you have, right? I've had lots of people say you should watch it, which I think is in some kind of way some offensive thing that I need to watch it. No, it's really good. It's really good. But another one on my list was The Dig, which I'd had on my list to watch. And then I heard you getting really emotional about it. And I thought, I fucking adore Chris. I trust his his opinion. And I gave it a watch. And I thought it was bloody wonderful. It wrecked me. We we bought a pizza that night and... um, being a vegan, you know, <laughs> you know how difficult that is. Meat feast. And <laughs> we bought a meat feast pizza. <laughs> I sucked the bone off a lamb, <laughs> a living lamb's leg. Just yeah, 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 uh, yeah, side of wings, yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know what? Fuck it. Sling a fried egg on the top of that pizza, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we oh, do man. vegan cheese. No, 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 no. You do ribs. <laughs> Yeah, have some ribs. Have some ribs. You got dripping. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. It's 
a good um, film, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a really good film. V- 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 very emotional, but I don't think we're super, a place to really super. get into it and no, dissect no, 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 it. No. 100% just recommend it. Well, Ralph Wine, well, they all smash it, man. They really do. Who does? Don't fucking try and bait me, mate. I always, I get, I I always get names I right. Ra- your, <laughs> I don't know. I thought you said Ralph Wine. Ralph Cifaretto from The Sopranos was right. in it. Ralph. Honestly, the performance from... Have you literally just took my drink? <laughs> like that... The performance from Ralph Mouth from Happy Days was just next level. Right, another one I had a note of, of names that have gone out of fashion is Wilf. <laughs> you don't get many Wilfs anymore. Wilf, Wilf, Wilf. <laughs> I had a Wilf in my band. You didn't have a Wilf in your Is band. Is that a euphemism? Well, no. <laughs> Wilf, Wilf. Oh, shit. I've got, a st- I've got a note here we haven't talked about. Your fake memory syndrome. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Okay, let's go. So, um, on Netflix, because there's no other subscription channel, there was, uh, I started watching something. It was a girl describing the smell of 911. Oh wow. And how how it swept in really over her flat story. and she she saw the smoke over come over. And uh and and she was like actually it comes to it, it real she came to realize that there was no way that 911 and the the after effects could have even touched where she lived, right? It's on right. it's on it's about the mind explained. It's about fake memory syndrome. Mm-hmm. How, how much do you have to stress that point? Fake memory syndrome. Right. No, this is why it's interesting is because uh, Pip is a guy who is way more reliable than me in everything other than not being hairy. You'd go to Pip, right? Yeah. So Pip the other day, and he said it to me. You said this to me about six months ago. You said something, and my little brain like did a little tweak. And I went, I'm not sure if that's correct, but because oh I'm less answer. reliable. This is beautiful. The, the, the months and months of you talk on your podcast of me hearing <laughs> something you've said and bringing it up six months later. And then here it is. Something yeah, I yeah, said yeah. six months yeah, ago so, that Chris so has made note of. You said something. Uh, and some... that wasn't a note. That was a paragraph yeah, or yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> basically, you said something at some point. <laughs> okay. And I was wrong. Let's go. And I, uh, and Let's I went, oh, I'm not. Like, because it's you, I thought, ah, I, like, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm wrong. And then I saw you not that long ago, and someone said, "What is your uh, dream or nightmare?" And you said, "Chased by a witch." Yeah, do you remember that? Well, I said, "Yeah, no, there was a, there was a tweet was that was, what were you, what would you be if you'd followed your your right. dream as a kid?" And right. I retweeted it saying. Chased by a witch. Because so, <laughs> I had a recurring dream where I was chased by so, a witch. So, this is where I think you might have fake memory syndrome. Okay, I say I think because I can't be definite about it. But I mean, just quickly, to put a lack of confidence in Chris, I've had doctors say that that is actually related to how I got my stutter. Right. I'm still going to say I'm not sure about this. because No, this isn't guesswork because I've got evidence of it. So you know where I've always talked about my lucid dreaming? Yep. My lucid... It is. I I can prove it because I've written it down. I I, I back... 20 years ago... A lucid dreaming, 100%. No, 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 no. Genuinely. No, I do, genuinely, because he's talked about it for so long and it's genuinely... So, so like, I I had lucid dreaming at, like, eight or nine, which I used to discuss with Jamie, but everyone found 
routinely boring. It's predominantly It's a cliche, Simpsons. isn't it? That hearing someone yeah. else's dreams is It's super is boring. boring but... I get it. I understand this. I accept it. Still going to talk about it? Yes. Okay. Strap him. <laughs> so after weird shit happened around the age of 27, 27, which isn't really that long ago to you guys, but to me was at least probably mm, 12, 20 years from when I started having it, I then started to write about it. Mm-hmm. So at home, in my mum's house right now, between all the dildos, is all the fucking script cards. Oh, dope. Of, of your They're there. Dreams, they're there yeah. now. They're physically there. Because after I saw Dave um, Pip talk about this, I went to go, am I mental? Because most of the time, it's me having fake memory syndrome. I understand who I am as a human being. And I went there. And in a neat stack of cards that's this high is everything I wrote at 27 about my lucid dreaming experience at that point. And I remember before that talking to Pip about my lucid dreaming experience. Were you the witch in my dreams? No. Here's the mad thing is that I remember telling you about what taught me how to lucid dream. And my lucid dream was driven by the repeat scenario of, you know, we're talking about your toys here tonight, right? My repeat scenario is in a spare bedroom in my uh, mum and dad's house that used to be my original bedroom, playing with toys in a certain position with Han Solo, Boba Fett, Wolverine, I know it sounds mental, and my mum would come up the stairs and then she would be a witch. She'd be completely green with bright red eyes. That's fucking horrible. And I told Pip about this. Like, it's so long ago, like, as 40-year-old human beings, that it that it could potentially... So, basically, what I'm saying is, Pip, I might be completely wrong here. Witches mm. might have chased you. But when I read what you said, and what you said also to me, like, about a year before that, about a witch, and I didn't say, Coming hey, I think it yeah, might be... Yeah. I think that might be me telling you that at 20, because I would have told him at around 2025. Is that like, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> that was yeah. like UFC number one. Yeah. Welcome to the yeah. most. <laughs> That's niche. That's niche for anyone who doesn't watch. Go and watch the intro of UFC one. Welcome to UFC. You are about to see something. You, you, yes. But I really think, dude, that you might be having a bit of fake memory syndrome because I, for me, I've written it like, so I've got like, honestly, 60 cards and it goes um, way, it's so mad, the storyline there, that I don't want to go back to it because the reason why I put it away was the reason why I had a problem with lucid dreaming. But it's there. There's like 70, 70 cards that I wrote about my experience and like, Card two is chased by a witch, mm. green skin, red eyes. I don't know if that's what you remember. So I think, is that fake memory or it's, not? It's not. But I, Oh, fuck's sake. Get what you're I've saying. been talking and, about an and, hour. And the only reason I know that is when I was 13 or 14, I had hypnotherapy for my stutter. And one of the things I brought up was this recurring dream I had as a kid of this 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 witch coming up the stairs coming are, up the stairs are, are you been in my mum's house so in that living room coming up <laughs> the stairs she's come up for me man <laughs> I, 
coming up the stairs and coming into my, my, my bedroom and I'm trying to scream and I can't. Oh, so it's just right. empty. Yeah, yeah. And what they, and what the hypnotherapist theorised was it's PTSD from when I almost drowned, drowned. as a kid. Right. And when I tried to scream for my parents, a wave would go in my mouth. Mm. So I couldn't scream. So that's, that's the only reason I know it's mm. not... I wonder, a fake if, because I wonder if that uh, was kind of I, clinically done. Yeah, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Before cool, met, man. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if that whole um, which you still actually, need the mic. <laughs> 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 <It's true. laughs> did exactly I, the same I, as Chris earlier. Let's get rid of the mic. Fuck this. I, I wonder if. Um, <laughs> I wonder if then that is a um, because a of one, life and growth. Because of fucking that, grot bags. Grot bags. And that brings yeah, us no, hun- to top maybe. five TV show character names because my number one grot bags. was grot bags. Who would you have on your top five a TV the, show character um, my, my and, favorite, and My favourite would be Venger, I guess. Venger from Dungeons and Dragons. Venger, Venger is... Uh, a like, good name. It, that didn't even come up. Darth Vader is number two. Venger for me in Darth terms Vader's of... Darth Vader's a fucking great one. Darth Vader is number two. For me, Venger is number it's one. film though. I, 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 okay, I, I, right. I shrunk it down to TV show, which annoyed what, so, what is it, villains Pickle. or just... Just TV show character names. Like I, had, I had Curly Wops in there from EastEnders because that was a... Coronation yeah. Street. Coronation Street, yeah. Correct. Correct. My oh, apologies. Shit. But... Uh, um, Mr. T-Man, simple, direct to the point. My, that number, one. Was my number one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, well... But yeah. let's sober up a bit and clarify that the actor is Mr. T and the character was Bad Attitude Baracus and that's why he was number one. Not just that. B.A. Baracus. Clubberlang. Clubberlang as well. He's had some good if, 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 if that If that guy isn't in your top five human beings, man, you, you have fucked up. Did we speak about it the other day? Yeah, we did. Yeah, the yeah. fact that he was Muhammad Ali's bodyguard. Yeah, it's mind-blowing, right? That guy, that guy got cancer and was still a legend, man. Even his rap about kids and mums is... is, is Love is your great. mother. There ain't no other. Is there anything that we've forgotten to talk about? Your any fucking mi- Any music or TV or films? We've covered all of that, right? I guess so. We've completed it all, right? Um, uh, uh, this past bloody year, I've got no sense, but we've covered that. Um, My dick, I found treasure, pew birthday present... Pip's fake memory syndrome. I think you should leave, which we haven't talked about. That's Great TV Stu, show. Have you watched any of that? No, because I recommended it to Chris and Mark. I think you should leave on Netflix. It will blow your mind. It's a sketch show, a comedy sketch show. They're fifty-minute episodes. So it's really easy. Oh, you were speaking about this yesterday? Yeah, it's so fucking good. Mm. And I was, I was, I was really pleased because again, I know in group messages. People recommend stuff a lot, and half the time, ignore mm. it. We've all got busy lives. Yeah. But I was glad that Chris and Mark both mm. started it, and then you watch an episode or so, and it's the most addictive shit. I've, I've found myself um, not being very sleepy lately, mm. uh, because I think I've been maybe like <laughs> lazing a bit more. Uh, and so I got the answer for that, maybe. And so I've been staying up. And uh, Chris is getting his condoms out. Obviously, that's the the rustling that you can hear. But so I've been um, exposed <laughs> to uh, late night television. Yeah, I'll expose uh, you. Naked Attraction, which yeah. I've never really seen before. That's a very bizarre program. Do you know that a guest cock. on Hardcore Listener has been on that? No. Yeah, I'll leave that as a mystery. No, then. no, no, no. Continue because <laughs> my girlfriend told me about it, and we were like, "Oh, really? Who was it?" 
We look. Well, I'm not going to because Pip didn't say about it. Well, he's not in charge. <laughs> it's Rebecca Crow. Oh right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 She got a gash out in there. It. It. Come on, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hold on. You just said her name. Don't laugh at what I just said with gash. In in the script, I'm working on. Uh, at the moment, there's a strip club, and the locals effectively affectionately refer to it as bangers and gash. <laughs> <laughs> bangers and gash. It's a good name. But yeah, yeah, Rebecca. Yeah, she a, got. A on it. She, she got was amazing. As she, she won, she answered all the questions. Amazing. <laughs> she won. She got naked. I mean, yeah, Rebecca's brilliant. I mean, yeah. it's weird when your when your friends. Um, I don't think he's friends with you anymore. In <laughs> uh, in that environment, and it's weird because, like, I uh, it's so difficult because I. We've talked about this earlier in previous episodes when you paint yourself as a picture of someone mm-hmm. who. But I really like it when my friends are pursuing whatever they are, like like um, just Megan, you yeah. know, and uh, Rebecca, and we had we've we've had many we've had a few other uh, mo- models on, and when uh, sometimes when um, when when they pop up, and I want to like their picture, and I'm like I'm liking it because I think it looks really cool. But I'm like, sometimes like, well, my girlfriend see me like that no, it's picture. All right. What they all need to do is they need to buy a dog. And then you ain't got to stress anymore about liking your mate's picture. Why? Because my dog's pressing no, my foot going goes, through Instagram. Because she goes out with your mate, so it's weird. And like, you can't just keep liking your mate's bird's pictures. But when there's a dog in it, all of a sudden it's all right to like oh, it. That's genius, right? So That's uh, what they've got right, to do. Okay. Rebecca, buy yourself a cute yeah, dog. Get yourself a dog, then I won't get criticised for innocently going, I think that's a cool photo. Also, Rebecca likes the game Pandemic. And I really would love to have a little game with oh, Rebecca. <laughs> Don't make it dirty. Just a game of um, Rebecca Legacy. <laughs> Pandemic Legacy with my mates because Pandemic is brilliant. I saw Rebecca you playing it. Pervert. Oh, you make me feel like a fucking dirty scum. Yeah. Look at you. I would say. Dirty old man. I've, I've let you all talk there. I would say. I've let you all talk there. No, no, I've, oh, I've, I've, I've let you all talk about so it. I would cool. say just like frivolously and wonderfully, because, again, it's great to get likes off people as stupid as... The reason I got my phone out was because there's. I was thinking of a, a, a Ricky Hall, a guy on, of course, on Instagram Ricky. called Eavesdropper. Um, That's a, a weird name. He's really good. He's an activist, but also he's a fucking fit as fuck tattooed gay black man. Um, and there's a mad name. A load of people that I just follow absolutely religiously. Uh, yeah, religiously at or, home, or, or on your own. vehemently and just l- like vehemently. away. Because in at the end of the day, they're not gonna think, oh, Chris is coming on to me or Stu, the fucking old gr- granddad I met on a podcast is flirting <laughs> with me. They're gonna think this is nice, I've got a like. It's nice to get likes. What I think we should worry less on social media yeah, is what I'm saying. Might, I, I, you know, I think you're coming in from the wrong place. I think like, <laughs> You know, if you step back and look at it, you know, they might just think, that kind of maverick, like, kind of guy. That maverick. Stu, the guy who makes his own rules. He's always chin in He's never had to have a fucking normal job. He runs clubs, he's got a magazine. Yeah, he ain't after me at all. I'm like a hybrid of, like, Wayne Lineker and... And uh, the And who's who's the other cool guy? Um, Gary. No, the one, uh, (laughs) Stringfella. 
All the cool ones. Yes. I'm like that. Bit, 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 All the bit cool older thing. boys. Anyway, let's wrap things up. And with... uh, Brian Bellow. <laughs> let's wrap things up. I loved him in The Flash. How good was he in The Flash? <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep cut. Um, <laughs> and let's wrap things up. Stu, would you like to, to, to think of someone or shall I? Oh, and, and, ooh, and Chris ooh, will ask ooh, questions ooh. and guess. Yeah, I'm going for this one. Go on, Stu. Uh, let me you've got to ask Sorry, what are we doing? questions, dude. Okay, all right. Can, I mean, can it's have called... a little top-up? Come on, little top-up. Right, you, you keep doing them as shots. It's, it's a sipping drink. It's called 20 questions, but Chris thought he invented it for a few podcasts. I know, no. Every time I pour this... <laughs> are we it, playing 20 questions in my game? Okay, right, come on. Every time I pour this, I right know to the top. I'm clearing it off my sofa in about two <laughs> hours' time. And let's play uh, t- t- 20 questions right, by okay. Chris Glasson. That's what it should be called. Right. Um, uh, oh, let's play it. Chris Glasson's 20 questions. <laughs> uh, let's play 20 questions. A Chris Glasson start... joint. <laughs> right, go. Can I start uh, Siri when we play this? No. Siri. No, everyone's uh, phone's on airplane mode. You've got to ask oh, Stu. My name. It's, it's like Jake's Siri. It's on you. Uh, sorry, we've got to do 20 que- That's you have questions. No, you he's have. thinking no, of someone. Time. He's thinking of someone. I've, I've thought of someone. All right, okay. He's thought of someone. Is it Brad Pitt? No. Is it close? No. It is close. Trust me. That's too close. It's close. It's close to Brad Pitt. Trust me. Is it close? Is it Brad Pitt? Is it close? Two questions. How close was I? That's my question number three. (laughs) Was I medium, far? That's four. No. It's question three. How close was I? That's not a question. Listen, Stu, it's my question. Don't tell me if it's a question or not. Right. How close was I? Um, way off. Okay. All right. I'm going to have a little think about it. Podcast. Call. Is it? Is it? Um, uh, the the person who wrote those things about the wizard. Tolkien. No, the 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 woman who did it more recently. <laughs> this um, is all. Question four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's not, no. J.K. Rowling. All right, okay. Well, we've narrowed it down. Oh, well now. done for answering it as well. Is it from a fucking... Is it a male singer from a shitty band that you used to like from the 90s that I wouldn't know? No. I tell you what, Pip, I've been narrowing this motherfucker down. I, I've got a level with you, uh, Pip. He's not doing overly well. He just keeps <laughs> no, getting... Is he on? He's on six, but six. I'm being kind. He's on six. I was counting. So he asked, is it Brad Pitt? Is it close? How close is it? Is it that writer? No. Is it... Um... Whoa! Don't waste our guesses. No, 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 that was your question. Don't let Pip guess. Because right. no, he's heard... shit at guessing. No, you're, you're Has six. he got... No, Listen. That was your question. Shut up. That was right. the one that was joking. Shut up! I'm Has he got I'm a gluten intolerance? He's deducting a point every time you shout or bang your hand. Has he got a gluten intolerance? I don't know. That's not an answer. That, that means I get another question. But you could draw from that, you moron. What, he's a fucking... He's a he! Hey, <laughs> I draw it. Do you know what? When you pull out someone's emotional reaction... Was mate. there a mention of, of J.K. R- R- Rowling while I was pissing? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it I just was, want to yeah, quickly yeah, say, yeah. fuck J.K. Rowling, but continue. All right, okay. all right, all right. I'm not a fan all right, of books. No, one, no, <laughs> no one's a fan of fucking substandard uh, fantasy genres. You're literally Did a fan they of substandard write? fantasy Did genres. Did they write? That's like your main <laughs> Probably thing. Probably if you were a mastermind would be your chosen subject. Hey. My chosen subject is <laughs> substandard fantasy genres. Oh, this will cut out loads of people. It'll really narrow it down. Did they write the Silmarillion? 
Uh, that's eight. Did they write it or not? That's Shoot. nine. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You're telling me what my question is. I'll move on to the next one. No, I'm going to fucking, I will move on when I'm fucking ready to, when I ask a question. Okay. (laughs) Ten. Okay, that's ten. (laughs) Um, Right. Okay. The the tenth question was, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Well, we know. Honestly, Pip, we've got to really use your brain now because I'm really... I'm really asking really Mate, specific questions. Through, yeah. I'm asking specific questions. Maybe and it's always a, the what's worse with Stu, it's always someone. Is it Graham McNeil? I swear to God, if it's Graham McNeil, I'll kill you. It's not it's 11. I wish it was. I would have so gone for that if I thought of it. Oh, fucking hell, it's 11. Right. I'm going to start asking Maybe much... ask about their, their job. No, no. I'm going to narrow it down. He's got it covered, mate. Shush, back off, Pip. <laughs> I'm going to narrow it down, man. Just calm down. Are they a big fan of... Uh, Gluten the clo- intolerance? The clothes label Chippy that was popular in the 90s. They, they did toweling polo tops. I'm aware of their goods. I don't think so. I'll probably say that's 11, unfortunately. 11. Okay, now we've got to get Nine. serious, all right? Yeah. All right. Right, okay. Or Ben and or Tom. All right, all right, all right, all right. Are they, uh, uh, all right, so, um, okay, right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So then, Mal, remember he gave that away. I think he gave it away earlier. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be in the creative industries because he don't know shit about anything else, mm-hmm. right? So. Fair what, analysis. So, so now we know those things. What else do we know about Stu? Like, what does he like? Is it be a musician? It's got to be a musician, right? It? Maybe, but also... You did ask if it was a 90s yes. musician that you hadn't heard of, and I said yes, no. but also, he really likes Michael Fassbender, so instead of asking <laughs> why... Him. So instead of, narrow, instead of narrowing it down... Close. Let's just ask that, because that will narrow... That will take one person out of the, like... Definitely. You could like ask the, if it's an actor. The billions popu- population. Mm. All right, okay, all right. I'm going to take my lawyer's advice. Go for it. Is it an actor? It's not, no. Mm, that takes a lot of people. Right, out. you're fucking fine. No, that takes a lot of people out. You would have only taken out a fast. I bender, never. You'd ask fast <laughs> now you've taken out it's fast. Quite an ocean, and Goslin. <laughs> I am so sick. I am mate. fucking so sick of this guy's advice. Do I tell you what? I don't know mate. why you pay for it, mate. I tell Shrinks you what. When they dig everyone up out of that patio, you're the last person I'm calling, Dave. Do you think it's a musician? Right, hold on. Let me ask you good. Because you only asked if it was a 90s musician you've never heard of. It might be a 90s <laughs> musician you have heard of. Is it a musician? No. You fucking shit. I'd, I'd go, are they famous? I, I've got a much better question. Are you prepared to, to die if I get this wrong? Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. It's a hefty die. question. Are you prepared to die? Those? Are you prepared for your family to die of fucking all oh, the worst on. things if you get it wrong? Because all the worst things. Yeah, all of them. Oh, no. That one that everyone Probably hates. say no. Actually, now I've asked That's that, I don't, think, I don't think that helped me. Don't oh, shit. Go with Are They Famous? Because it might be like your dad or... Or someone like Stop that. advising me, because your last advice was shit. No, we've yeah. a lot. I can't ask him this question. How many more have I got left? Is it You're 14? on fourteen. You're on fourteen. Does You've that mean I've left. got six or five? You've because sometimes left. maths is six, shit. Six, mate. 
Six left, mate. You got this. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> You've done really well so far, mate. I know I've done well. Everyone mm. listening knows I've done well. Don't, we don't need you egging me on. I mean, you know are they famous? What's that? Are they famous? Um. Uh, yes. Yes. That rules out all of your friends and family. That's 15. They're not an actor or a musician. Right, okay. Hold on. Hold on. A comedian, maybe? Could it be Rich Wilson? No, I want to think for myself. Is it Rich Wilson? Are you asking if it's a comedian? Because maybe that might... No, uh, I want to know if it's Rich Wilson, you cunt! (laughs) (laughs) It's not Rich Wilson. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Sorry that you feel I'm a cunt about that. I don't like anyone giving me a hand. No, of course not, mate. No, I understand. I appreciate that. You're an independent man. You're right. Okay, I'm having a little think about it. Are they a comedian? Uh, No, that's 17. Jesus Christ. No, that's not a question, by the way. Uh, I think it was. No, it wasn't. I said Jesus Christ. No, that wasn't a question. It can be. No, No, it's not, unless I say Jesus Christ. It's not Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's 18. 18. (laughs) Oh, fuck. You're a very volatile character tonight, Chris. If I'm not going to lie, you're scaring me. Okay, there's a little clue there. I'm going to have a wee. I'm going to have a. I'm going to have a, I'm gonna have a quick. I'm going to have a wee. Two questions. Two questions left. Hold your wee. Can, no, I need to have two, a wee. Two questions. I'm a volatile fighter. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, but he did. And if and if he's wrong, then it's his problem. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. We're all going to have a good think about this now. Mm. Should we all have a good thing? No. no. Shh. Are you a fighter? Yes. Oh, oh yes! Oh. And now, now after 20 questions, I'm going to fucking smash it with my number one. Last question. With everything I've learned, with all the fucking information I know, I can't even narrow it down now, can I? Because I was showboating. Well, that's the idea. I was showboating earlier. I've got to just pick a fucking fighter's name. I'm not asking Stu now. How many questions can I ask Pip? Can I ask Pip 20 questions? I don't know the answer. You can ask me. Oh, Is it? Is it Arturo Gatti? It's not Conor McGregor. Kept it easy. Oh! I was gonna honestly was gonna say that in about five or ten, fifteen guesses, I would have said Conor McGregor. There you go. Oh man, is that the end? Yeah. Shall we wrap things up? There? <laughs> Thank you for returning to the whiff in with us. Anything that you'd like to say? Yeah, of course. We can Stu? all we can all say that Stu was thinking Conor McGregor, can't we? But really, he really upset everyone's night. And you know what? Your your girlfriend was texting me yesterday. I'm sorry, man. I don't mean it. Um, it should be revealed that Chris is staying here tonight, isn't he? You can take him out if you want. No, I'm good. No, 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 no. I'm a promise. I'm a promise, mate. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Hardcore listing is out every Monday um, on all podcast platforms. Off the beaten track is out every Friday. Any day, really. Every every, day. every other day. <laughs> The MMA fan podcast is out most days as well. Once a week. At least. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this has been the return to the <laughs> I'm not having sex with anyone, so night. <laughs> All right, night. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was part four. I really am spoiling you, right? I mean, that might be a weird thing to say after the the, the mess that that became at the end with the classic game of 20 questions. Or I can't, I think we did it as 10. I don't even remember. But um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed all of that. Um, I'll be back on Wednesday as usual. These have been bonuses, if you can believe it. So there will be an episode on Wednesday as ever. So until then, stay safe and stay sane. And thank you all for 400 episodes of support. You may not have listened to all of them. You may have dipped in and out, but each and every one of you means the world, man. So sincere thanks. I'll see you on Wednesday. Ta-ta.